Thanks for tuning in to the Movement Podcast. We love having you here, and it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips, skills, and know-how around fitness and nutrition. Learning is a joint experience, and through our series of interviews, we've discovered that we can all learn more and achieve even greater things. We now have like intro music because we're kind of legit now. Okay. So, but it, it always throws me off because before I used to be like, welcome to the movement podcast, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Whereas now I don't have to. I just like go straight into the conversation. Okay, cool. But it throws me off. Okay. So this don't. is actually already, we've started. I'm going to use that little beginning bit because why not? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm here with Alex, the legendary Alex. Thank you so much for making time. I wouldn't call me legendary. Well, at the end of this podcast, I think everyone's going to agree. Okay. Um, so I reached out to Alex, I don't know, like three weeks ago, maybe to say I wanted to do mm-hmm. a podcast with her. And, and I love how organized you are because you're like, yeah, April 1st at 930. I'm like, okay, you could tell that this is a busy professional mom. Yes. Yeah. It's funny that you picked that up right away. Oh yeah. Because that's one of the, the main things that, uh, I would say defines me is just being organized and yeah. Maybe a little bit too much sometimes, but... No, what are you talking about? I'm looking at your water bottle right now, and she has all of these elastics over it. I'm assuming that's you hit your water target? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what, how, many, how much water do you try to drink in a day? Um, four minimum. Four, four liters? Four of these minimum. Oh, okay. So each one is like 24 ounces. So I try to get to like 100 ounces a day, and then I have six elastics on there, so I'm, I can beat my target. Yeah. Have you yeah. always done that or is that a new thing? No, that's pretty new this year. I found it. I think I found it in our gym. Someone posted it yeah. um, and said that they do this. And I was like, that's an awesome idea because I would like tick it off in my yeah. journal and then I forget. And this it's, it's uh, visible. It's tangible. I can feel the elastics on my hand. Yeah. So that's good. I used to do like elastics around my wrist for that, mm. but I feel like that's weird. You see someone walking around with like 14 elastics on their wrist. <laughs> yeah, What's that's that guy all about? I know. Jeez. Yeah. Um, so one of the main reasons I wanted to in- invite you on is, um, I know that you're an extremely busy individual. You work, you have four kids, two, which are a set of twins. Mm-hmm. You're married. And you still find time for the gym. People are like, I, how is that even possible? Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that we can help some of those other busy professional moms um, learn how they can do that as well. Yeah. So my, my first question, just so I can get to know you a little bit more, is um, how long have you been with, with Movement Strength? I've been with Movement since um, August 24th of last year. <laughs> so was it the end? We were open at that time. This wasn't like we a true lockdown. Yeah. And what was like... Was there like a moment where you're like, okay, I need to do something for myself. I need to you know, mm-hmm. get my pre-baby body back or whatever it is. Yeah. It was through lockdown. Up until lockdown, I, um, I had been up and down on the, this roller coaster, which so many people experience. And then through lockdown, I just was tired like everyone and not really caring about me and I was giving the excuse, making the excuse that my first priority is the kids and making sure everyone's happy and um, keeping everyone sane <laughs> through this through this really difficult time. And we went through the summer and we'd go to a friend's pool and I wasn't comfortable in my bathing suit or like getting in the pool with the kids, which is important because mm-hmm. at that time they were two and a half uh, to six. And, um, 
I, I just got tired. I just got to this point, like I need to start looking after myself and not caring, not, not caring about what's going in my body. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to do it one last time and not look back. I didn't, and I had tried to do it by myself, um, doing the online videos and everything and tracking my nutrition and I read a lot. So I was doing keto a few years ago and, and that worked for me. I lost, um, a few years ago, I lost like 40 pounds by myself and I was working out, I was working at Western. So I was working out at my lunches. And then when I stopped working at Western, I didn't make that time again. And so I just got to the point, I said, I don't know when I'm going to fit it in, mm -hmm. but I need to do it to feel better about myself. And I think it was because I was feeling encouraged about my work, my, my, uh, real estate, um, sales, uh, was, they were picking up. So I was super busy last summer and I didn't feel it was the imposter syndrome. Yeah. I didn't feel like I deserved that which is silly. Like I'm just really critical and hard on myself. And, um, I felt like I didn't look the part, like I success hmm. and this confident feeling to me was how I really wanted my body to look too, and how I wanted to feel. And I wasn't there at all. And I wanted people to take me seriously. And I thought if I look after my body, then other people are going to look at me and think she works really hard. And, then they would know that I would be working hard for them. Yeah. And I mean, in, in general, right? Like we can make the assumption when people start to go to the gym and feel better about themselves, they start to exude this certain amount of confidence. Mm -hmm. And in the world of real estate or sales or whatever it may be, like people can tell who's confident and who isn't. Right. So I think, mm -hmm. I think that is really important. Right. Um, before we dive in a little bit deeper there, cause I think there's a lot to unpack. So for the people listening, we've said like you're a busy professional, mom. Mm -hmm. Um, can you tell us just a little bit about like your home life? Like what, how, why are you busy at home? What's going on? Okay. So I have a seven year old. Um, she's my oldest Amelia and Charlie is my five year old boy. Um, I love that name. Charlie, really cute name. Charles, Charles. And he goes by Charlie. <laughs> and then we have three and a half year old twins, uh, twin girls, uh, Hallie and Fiona. And, um, a lot, I've gone on a, like a long mental journey <laughs> because I've been pretty open that, um, not everyone at the gym knows this, but our third pregnancy with the twins was completely unexpected. It was unplanned and, um, actually at the time unwelcomed. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I had a really rough mental part of the beginning of my pregnancy because, I just didn't want it. I was like ready to pick up with my career and have the like million dollar family, you yeah. know? And, um, and then when that hit us, I was like, okay, when I got my head around it, I could do it one more time. Uh, with at this point, did you know there was, okay. no, yep. no, I, I thought I can, I, with Charlie, I started back to work. I would take him to showings, uh, when he was six weeks old. And so I thought I can do that with another baby. And then three weeks after we found out we were pregnant, um, we found out we were having twins. And I thought there's, <laughs> there's no way yeah. that I can bring two babies to a showing. That's, that's silly. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so that kind of halted things. So anyway, that I, this long mental journey has 
I've always been really organized and we have a super organized family life at home. So we're up at, um, six. Well, normally if I'm not coming to the gym, I'd say you're up earlier than six. Would you yeah, come here? Yeah. Before the gym, if I'm not coming to the gym, everyone in the house is up between six thirty and seven. We, st- we have, we do the breakfast and then we're out the door by eight o'clock, all six of us. And that's because I take my husband, Chris to work. He doesn't drive. So I take him to work, um, which is like a 10, 15 minute drive there get back home and I get the kids all ready for school. The twins stay home with me um, three days a week on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then the other two days, like today, they're at preschool. And those are my like work days. But I, I only have two five and a half hour days to get real work done wow. um, without kids besides my evening and weekend work, right? So... Um, yeah, the kids are at school during the day and the twins, when they're home with me, we just, um, I like baking a lot. We make muffins and, um, I'm not really good at playing with them, but I like going on hikes. I like taking them for bike rides and exploring and reading. I like doing that, but, um, we just fill our days. I don't even know. Like if you asked me (laughs) what I did in a day, I couldn't tell you. Um, and then I pick the older two up from school at three 30. And we are super, super busy from 3.30 to um, bedtime, really, because we pick Chris back up at 5, get home, make a quick dinner, not so quick, and get them all in bed by 7.38. Okay, so so your oldest is, is is it Amelia the oldest? Amelia, yes. And she's 7? Yeah. And then Charlie is? 5. And then the two twins are? Three and a half. (laughs) (laughs) holy cow okay yeah. so was it um like when charlie went to school was that a, a pretty big help as well like to just have the two twins at home huge yeah charlie before school um he was going three days a week to preschool yeah. the same one and those days were helpful um and then the other two i had three of them at home um thankfully the twins are starting school in september so that's I was gonna say do they start this year or next year yeah they're so they turn four in october so that's going to be a totally different world. Yeah. <laughs> like my, my quote unquote free time is going to more than double. Yeah. Um, and everyone's like, what are you going to do with yourself? And those people who ask me that don't know me. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I fill, I fill my time, um, to the minute and I'm, uh, as you mentioned, super organized and I plan, um, like at least a week, a week and a half out. Yeah. Um, and if those plans are disrupted, uh, it really like, it throws a wrench in things. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Were were you guys always very super organized? Like Mm -hmm. even when it was just Charlie and Amelia, did you always have a plan set in place? Yeah. We, uh, probably were with our first, with Amelia, um, we were those first time parents who were like, this is her nap time and don't bother me and don't make me change her nap. Like we weren't very flexible and, uh, that was just our choice and it, it made things easier uh, for us at home, and whether or not <laughs> it was helpful for other people, it was. We just had to focus on her, and and when Charlie came, he was um, he was a lot. We were a lot freer, and he was flexible too. So he would sleep on the road, and I think that's really typical with second children, um, and then and then with the twins, um, everything 
we're still super organized. We have to be. But I learned from the moment I found out I was pregnant. And then again, when we found out we were having twins, I learned that I just have to let go. Yeah. And some things don't, they don't fall into line with the just letting go though. Like business, I, because that is around my family life, it has to be super structured. For sure. Um, and I get frustrated and um, a little anxious if timelines aren't met on yeah. time. And, and real estate is very time dependent, right? Well, it's, it's funny, even like you just talking about letting go. And I think this is a, this isn't a topic for, for this podcast because it can go down a, a deep rabbit hole, I'm <laughs> sure. But like, I'm, I bet you that was a big thing. Like you're, yeah. if you're someone that's super organized, mm-hmm. actually having that moment to be okay with like, things aren't going to be perfect or time isn't going to be always exact. It's right. probably very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've answers. learned a lot since uh, in the past four years. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just sitting over here thinking like, <laughs> Oh man, this podcast better be really freaking good because <laughs> Alex only has two hours in a week and this is one of them. Uh, My goodness. Pressure, pressure. No, And that's why it was so far out. That's why I gave you these dates. I love it. Um, because those days fill up really quickly. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and can you remind me of the twins' names? Because now I know Charlie, Amelia, Chris. Yes, and Hallie. Hallie. Like Halle Berry. Okay. And Fiona. And Fiona. Okay, all beautiful names. Thanks. This is great. Um, okay, so before Fiona and Hallie came, mm-hmm. was fitness, nutrition, was that something that you were mindful of? Like, were you know, when you had to make meals for you and Chris and the kids, was mm-hmm. it like, okay, I'm going to make something with all the food groups and all that? Or um, is this something that's somewhat new to your life? No, it's always been um, pretty important to us. Amelia always, I made Amelia's food. Like she um, had, like I, I did the blended avocado and mango and you know, like the, I didn't buy the pre-made food for her. And yeah. so nutrition and eating well for everybody has always been on our mind and specifically, um, sugar. Um, we're pretty darn strict with yeah. them. And, um, I think to everybody else just kind of laughs at it, but our kids are really sensitive to sugar and it's probably because we've always never given them a whole lot of it. And they are off the wall if they have just a small treat. Sure. But the reason behind that is because um, I I have lupus, um, systemic lupus, which like, I have a the um, good kind of lupus <laughs> where um, my autoimmune system, like I get tired and my joints ache and everything, but it hasn't affected my organs. Um, and I have to take medication daily for that. And I also have polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is very sensitive to sugar. So when I found out I had that before Amelia was born, I was hyper aware of what I was taking in Mm -hmm. and I was very strict about what I was putting in my body. So, um, lupus, I, when I was right before I was diagnosed with lupus, I actually did an elimination diet and I was completely vegan and, um, didn't have gluten or dairy or like I was extremely strict, but it put me into a sort of remission. And from there I knew that, I was in control yeah. of, of how I was feeling. And it's just been in waves because you get busy and you're like, well, I'll just grab this quickly. Um, and so with Amelia and Charlie, 
it's been, um, it's, it's been pretty even, but for myself, I'm, I grab snacks quickly. Yeah. Like that's a really common theme. I think with moms who are home, um, most of the time is you grab right. What is right in front of you or finishing the kids meals. Is that another big thing? That was the I next just know my one. My sister always talks about that. Finishing the kids meals. And that's one of the things I uh, mentioned to Brooke, um, my coach, when I first started, I said, I, I need to get out of the habit of just eating what's left over on their plate. And that was just shifting my mindset. Like I wanted them to eat it anyway. Let's just picture them <laughs> as if they ate yeah. it and it wasn't available to me at all. Yeah. And so I just threw it out and didn't even think about it again. Yeah. So it, it's been pretty constant. And, um, I took on, a. Um, I took a full-time job at Western when the twins were six months old because I needed normal life again. Yeah. So we had a, a full-time nanny at home and were you still doing real estate at this time as I well? I was. Yeah. Okay. So that kind of shifted to part-time. Sure. Um, again, evenings and weekends, I can kind of work around, but, um, that was a really big help for me because I started listening to podcasts on my walk to work. Uh, because you have to park so far away. (laughs) (laughs) So it was like a 10 minute walk to my office. Um, I started listening to health podcasts and I also started just bringing healthy meals and I wouldn't have any other choice. I wouldn't go to one of the restaurants on campus or buy extra things. And then I had a gym membership. So I'd go on my lunch and it was just really structured and I need that. Is this when you were doing keto? That's when I started keto. Yeah. So I started listening to the obesity code, um, by Dr. Jason Fung and that changed the way I looked at food. Interesting. And then I started listening to what he recommended as, as well. And, um, I did that for a year and a half and that's when I lost the 40 pounds then. And then I got to the point where I remembered that the real the reason I went into real estate was because I wanted to be, I have an, a huge entrepreneurial spirit and I wanted to be my own boss mm. and I didn't like other people telling me what to do, <laughs> but, uh, most jobs have that and that's what I had at Western. And so I decided to leave. Um, and that's when the twins were one and a half. And when I was home with them full time, then I sank back into gotcha. the snacks yep. and eating leftovers. So, was it like, did you try again when they were a year and a half to do it on your own with just no sort of success? Mm-hmm. Um, not, uh, not the same way. Sure. I, I had a small support group, like my mom, my aunt, my sister and my cousins, like a girl group. Yeah. And, um, we would share things, recipes and share successes. Um, but it, it didn't take off, I guess. Sure. Sure. So what was like the final straw that broke the camel's back that Mm -hmm. had you reach out to movement strength? Um, I wouldn't say there's one particular instance. It was just, uh, being cognizant of things like I just wasn't feeling well, you know, that blah feeling and I wasn't looking after my body and I'd step on the scale and I'd see it like inch up a little bit and, I thought like, I can't let this, I had gained back 20 pounds, um, from the time that I had lost the 40, uh, working at Western. And I was scared that I would put that 20 back on again when I had worked so hard. Mm -hmm. And so I thought I just need to lose 
the 20 that I put back on and I had another 40, 40 or I had another 30 that I wanted to lose. Um, do you mind sharing uh, what you've lost so far yeah. this year? So I've lost 40 ish pounds. So you're down 20 additional. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so that's the amazing. Fir- Sorry. The- I don't want to just gloss over it. Good job. No, thank you. The first 20 came off really easily, actually the first 30. And then these last 10 pounds have been really hard and yeah. that's an emotional journey in itself. And again, I, I would like to lose that last 10, but I'm really happy where I'm at right now. Yeah. So it's, uh, you have those constant conversations with your coach about, um, changing what your ultimate goal is. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's funny. We've, we've really shifted our focus with, um, now really trying to help people overcome plateaus mm-hmm. because, you know, the first 40 that you lost when you're doing keto on your own, not to say it's, it's easy cause it's not, mm-hmm. but it's a different level of hard mm-hmm. when you have like 10 or 20 pounds left because it's more of an emotional battle. It's not yeah. so much like eating the healthy foods. It's like consistently doing the boring work, yes. going for walks, eating the veggies again. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's not like there's like a trick where, okay, you're going to go in a blank calorie deficit and you're going to be there. It right. doesn't necessarily always work that way. No. So no. that's uh yeah. And you get like, I've gotten to this point and I look back and think about how much I've accomplished so far. And I have this battle every day, like, well, I can just have like a few eggies. (laughs) (laughs) It's that time of year. It's that time of year. And Easter is hard. And I I can't, uh, not that I can't, I have a hard time, um, I don't know, allowing myself um, the flexibility, but keeping my goals in mind too. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it just takes being at a certain weight for a few weeks to then get back in the mindset that you were in yeah, and drop a couple more pounds over a month. Right. Like I know it's going to be slower, um, but it's consistency and consistency is hard when you don't see those results right away. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. This is where it's the mental battle of like being okay with the scale, reading a certain number or inches on your body, reading a certain number for, a longer period of time than you were used to for the first 40, 30, 20 pounds. Right. Um, but it's funny as like, you're talking about eating the eggies or the mini eggs or whatever, mm-hmm. I can already like know what Brooke would say, which is like, have the mini eggs. She did. Right. That's exactly what she's going to say. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, don't deprive yourself, but like, just don't reach for the bag every minute or every day. That's right. And that's the conversation I had with her this week because they the bag stays open in the cupboard and it's okay for Chris. Is to... this the big bag? Are we yes. Talking about, oh, Why do I buy the big bag? <laughs> I buy it because I know that it makes my husband happy. Yeah. Like he loves them too. Yeah. And then I can benefit from that and they stay open in the cupboard. So we just walk by the cupboard and grab a few and then yeah. we're off and he can do that. He, his body's completely different. I can't do that. And so she said that, like, put five or ten in a baggie every day. Yeah. And and when that baggie is done, then you're done. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that that's great, and that's what I love because you don't want to feel deprived. That's and, right. um, I, since I had that conversation with her, I haven't been just reaching for the eggies anymore, and that yeah. was the end of last week. Um, but I do have this like. My sister made me, uh, made us cinnamon buns. Oh. 
Like, I love those too. And so I'm like, okay, I'll have a cinnamon bun today and I am not putting 10 eggies in a bag. Yeah. They're either, none are going. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So it's just playing, I don't know, playing that game. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure you would feel this way as well. I want to put thoughts into your mind, but Mm -hmm. like, you know, okay, would you rather be five pounds lighter or actually be able to enjoy some of the things like having a cinnamon bun or having some eggies, right? Like it's mm-hmm. like this constant give and take where, it is. yeah, sure. You can give up everything and have this, you know, quote unquote ideal body quicker, but like, is the, is the juice worth the squeeze at that point? Right. So right. Those are questions that you always constantly have to ask yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, just really quickly on, on big families. I want to talk about this earlier. So I come from a family of, of five. So there's my oh. parents and five of us. Yes. Oh, five kids. Awesome. Yeah. And it's like, so now we're all, I'm the youngest. Okay. I was a, I was a surprise baby as well. And, uh, it's like having a big family is so amazing. It is. Um, we're all very close as well. Now we're like at the stage where, you know, everybody has kids, everyone is married. So it's like Christmas time is absolutely nuts. Anytime yeah. we're all together is just so much fun. So mm-hmm. whenever I hear of like other people having big families, I'm like, I'm just so excited for you. Yeah. Like, it's going to be so much fun. Yeah. And we feel that way now, of course. Like, um, I am one of three kids and so is Chris. And like even that's a, that's a good size family. Yeah, yeah. And we loved coming from that. But I, when I was pregnant with Amelia, I, she liked being in my belly, but I didn't like being pregnant. I hated it. And so, um, then with Charlie, we just wanted her to have a sibling. And so that's, that, that was the heartbreaker too with twins was like, can my body do this again? Yeah. And, um, but now that they're here and even though they were surprises, we can't see our family any differently. And we love that they all have each other. It has helped us as difficult as it is with the four kids at home during lockdown. Um, I think we've had it way better than families who only have one child or even two because the two get bored of each other. The one is always wanting to be with mom and dad and the four kids at home, they're awesome. Like one will just go off on their own and then the three others will play or two will break off and the other two, they're in their teams or they all play together. There's, they're never bored. Yeah. They, find things to do and they figure it out and they love being together. They're close enough in age that they can do that. Yeah. It's, it's funny too. Cause I, for some reason I didn't know that you had twins mm-hmm. before I heard from Trang. Oh yeah. Cause Trang has the same kind of story, right? Yes. Four kids was the last two twins. Yep. Like what? She has the exact same and her kids are the exact same ages as mine. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool that you actually have someone here yeah. that comes at the same time as you. I feel like that's yeah. probably for a reason. Yeah. Um, I, I came at the same time as her. <laughs> oh, was she here before? <laughs> yep. Oh, I, I like, a, I think a month before maybe. Very similar. But it's too. probably just because that is the only time that works for us. Yeah. Um, and when I signed up, it, like it was criteria, a criteria that had to have these early morning classes because I can't like seven o'clock our day starts and seven thirty eight o'clock it ends and I feel guilty enough leaving home life when I have to go to work so coming to the gym when to look after myself it doesn't help to feel sure. guilt at that point. Too. I just know I've heard your feedback. I'm, I'm working on getting another early morning. Yeah. It's thank go- you. It's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what did that conversation look like though? When, you know, you were chatting with Chris and you're like, Hey, I think I want to, 
I think mm-hmm. I want to do this. I'm sure home was already crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, we just exited a, well, thought that we exited our, our lockdown, right? Yes. So what did that conversation kind of look like? And, and what did you need to do in your day to actually make it happen? Mm-hmm. Chris is always, he's like the best. He's always been so supportive of anything. And I'm the dreamer in the relationship. And Chris is a realist. <laughs> so he helps like pull me back down when I need to be, but I help open his mind up a little bit. And so it's a really great balance. And so when I came to him with that idea, I was really nervous because I knew he would be supportive, but he would also question if this is what I actually needed because yeah. he saw me work out at home and fail, not fail, just not succeed in what I wanted. Sure. Um, and he saw me start diets and, and pull back on them again. So he was worried that investing in myself at, um, a small family gym <laughs> would, um, you know, would be another thing that didn't work out. I know he didn't vocalize that. He's not going to put it out there right away. Sure. But I was worried that that's what would come of it. And I was thankful that um, when I expressed this to him, that he he was totally on board and said, if that's what you think you need to do to lose the weight and be um, fit and healthy once and for all and uh, follow that path, then you go do it. And he said, as long as... um, it's not cutting into this family life for sure. um, as, as much as possible, which I completely respect because one of us with the four kids is really difficult. We need the two of us and we're a really good team. And so that's why the early morning classes, I can leave guilt free and come home and he's already started breakfast with the kids if they're up and he's unloaded the dishwasher and he's made coffee and, and that starts our day. Um, and then I don't feel guilty either leaving in the evening to do my work because he's been at work all day. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm smiling here because it's just like, <laughs> your family sounds amazing. I uh, like, I, I can already tell like your kids are actually, they're going to grow up to be amazing as well. Uh, having thanks. such supportive parents. So that's, uh, that's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, so was there ever a doubt in your mind that you mm-hmm. would succeed? Uh, yeah, I have like a pretty real fear of failure. And when I get to the point where I'm almost there, and I think that's where it happens most often for everybody. When you're, you're just at the tip of succeeding, you're like, I can't do this anymore. Actually, I don't know if you do this, like a quick side note that happens with labor too. If you're, if, uh, like a unmedicated labor, I had Charlie unmedicated and you get to the point where you're like, I can't do this. I can't have this baby. And then like in 20 minutes you have the baby. Wow. Yeah. And so that, but that's what happens with everything in life for me. And yeah. I just pull back. And so that's why it was so important to have a coach who knew mom life and yeah. worked with other moms and had kind of like a tribe, like Trang, yeah. <laughs> um, who I could rely on and touch base with and they would they would be able to push me and pull me along if need be um to make sure that I wasn't failing so I did have this and I still do like I for sure I uh, my year I guess or my 
term here comes yeah. up in June. Yeah. And so I have that, that date in my mind and like, what happens after June? Like, am I going to be floating around? Like, I know that won't happen, yeah. but it, it's these, um, worried thoughts sometimes. Yeah. Like what the unknown. That's Absolutely. Simply. And it's, you know, it, it's funny when you talk about working with a mom as a coach, right? Like having Brooke, who's, you know, living what you're living to a certain extent, because what they recognize as well is so many people come into a fitness or health journey thinking fitness is the answer mm -hmm. and it's definitely a portion of it, but it's so much more about the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. It's about not reaching your hand in the bag of eggies every single day, right? Mm -hmm. Or eating the tin of cinnamon buns rather than just the single cinnamon bun. So, yes. um, it's, it's kind of everything together, not just one of those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she focuses on that a lot because she says you can do those things. You can plan. Um, if you plan to have two drinks on a Friday night, then go ahead and have those two drinks. Yeah. And then if you have a third, don't beat yourself up, but just maybe skip the cake or yeah. something, you know? Yep. Um, and I really appreciate that because, um, my cousin who has, who's single without kids has been on this same kind of journey, but doing it from home on her own with an, with a fitness app for the last two years. And she has come a long way too. And I really emulate her and she has said the same thing like I'm gonna have this day where I'm just enjoying it with my girls yeah and um but then tomorrow I'm starting again yeah like it's a, a new start and even if your start isn't Tuesday morning it's it could be Wednesday afternoon you don't have to wait for the next week or yes. wait for the next day like yes. just make those those quick decisions in the moment exactly it's not like you have to wait for your till January to start, you know, right. your new year, new me, right? Yeah. Or to your point, it doesn't always have to be Monday. It mm -hmm. could be a Wednesday or a Thursday. Yeah. So when it came from like an organizing your time standpoint, mm -hmm. um, so, you know, Chris is like, yeah, Alex, do this. This is what you want. You're like, yes, this is going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. um, what did, like, how did you organize your time at home to actually succeed? Mm -hmm. um, hmm, that's a good question. I don't know, not a lot changed at home, to be honest. Um, because at home, I was getting up at 6.30 to get ready for the day. So instead of getting up at 6.30, I get up at 4.30 or 5, and my day just starts a lot earlier. And what I would do at the end of the day when I wasn't working out, I was staying up late, like until... 11 o'clock, 1130. Um, and we were working in the evenings. Chris, Chris has a nine to five, but he, uh, has a lot of extra work that he does in the evenings. Sure. So he was doing that while I would do real estate and I'd have the TV on if I wasn't showing houses. And, um, so we would, we would have that time. So I felt like I had my own time. Sure. So our day has just completely shifted it is now I have my own time in the morning and I've even been waking up a little bit earlier so I can uh, start implementing some meditation in before I come to work out and then I get home and I walk the dog and and go like along with our our day yep. and then once the kids go to bed now I'm exhausted. <laughs> like you don't I've, say. Had, <laughs> I've had such a full day. And so I'm usually reading to Amelia, um, and falling asleep while I'm reading to her at eight 30. Yeah. Um, and 
I let that happen. I get like, I put her down and then we often start our bedtime routine and are in bed by nine, nine thirty. But there are still days when then I have to, after she goes to bed, I have to fold laundry or I have to order groceries online yeah. or I actually have to get some work done in the evening. And, um, that pushes my night back to like 10 o'clock again. And I just, I'm, I can function better on less sleep. I think, um, like five and a half hours, six hours sleeps, not ideal, Sure. but I'm not like dying at the yeah. end of the day if I've had a night like that. Yeah. Yeah. So. I was, I was hoping you'd say that, you know, not a whole lot changed. Cause I think that's a big thing or a, a common misconception as well mm-hmm. is when people do decide to you know, take some time for themselves and mm-hmm. prioritize their health that they have to give up like everything at home where that's not the case. Like, yeah, maybe you have to wake up a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. change a few things, but you're not going to have to reroute your entire life. Right. Yeah. And, um, at the beginning of this year with the first lockdown, I had a really hard time too. um, with the gym closing. It was the first time I had been at the gym. Oh, that's and right. The gym closed. Yes. So I thought, no problem. I'm still going to get up in the morning. And we did. We got up four times a week in the morning and, uh, Chris worked out with me, which was really helpful. Um, so I didn't feel like I had to tiptoe around in the morning. That's really good. Yeah. And, um, and he did that with me and then we got started on our day at, but I was, um, I was studying for my broker's exam, my real estate broker. So there are, when you first get your license, you're a salesperson and then you can take more courses after a certain amount of time to become a broker. So I was taking my broker's license and, um, I was trying to study at night and I couldn't do that because I was so tired. So we shifted things, we swapped them and we were still waking up at five o'clock in the morning so I could study and Chris shifted his work day. Well, his at home work day. So he would work while I studied. And then we did our workouts at night because I said to him, our minds, like you can't change how tired your mind is and how you can focus. And our bodies are tired, but we still have room in the tank. Like we can still work out at night. We won't want to, but we did it. And, um, just figuring out different ways to make time for us and get done what we need to get done at that time was really helpful. Did you kind of change your idea of what like a workout at home had to be as well? Mm -hmm. Like, did you have before think, okay, I have to do 90 minutes of a YouTube video where now I'm okay doing blank? Well, I've, I always, um, have done like 45 minute workouts because that just is the time that works for me. That's good. And so I go hard for that 45. Um, and so we had the 45 minute classes, um, last year. And, um, so I just was used to 45 minutes and I didn't worry about pushing beyond that. But then it actually was a hard transition coming back to the gym because we didn't have that like set 45 minute class. We had our movement method classes and I have still, I still find it hard to finish in 45 minutes. Yeah. But a lot of that is the setup and takedown and making sure we're following the COVID protocols (laughs) and like wiping everything down. And, and it's still a social place. Like I, I'm not just in here to throw my headphones on and work. Like I love the community and family aspect of it and, and creating those relationships because that's what, um, that's what is supportive in the journey too. Yeah. Right. 
do you find that you're getting better managing your time now for the 45 minutes? Yes. Or like having the workouts be a little bit different for like what Alex needs to do? Yes. Yeah. Brooke has been really great, like trying to adjust for that and, yeah. and saying that like, if I get to a certain point where I've run out of time, I've still gotten a great workout in yeah. and not to feel guilty that I didn't complete the whole workout that was in yeah. true coach. I know that's a, that's a really, really tough thing, especially for new moms who did a lot of fitness on their own before mm -hmm. because they might be used to a 60 or 90 minute workout right. and being okay with like, all right, I'm just going to move for 30 minutes or 45 minutes yeah. today. It could be a very tough pill to swallow. Yeah. Yeah. It so. just has to, the program has to change. And so I do a lot of supersets yeah. and, um, the metabolic, metabolic conditioning and yeah. Yeah. So that works out really well for me. Do you find that you're doing, um, are you doing uh, like a mix of strength and like Metcons type type workouts yes. or? Yeah. Like usually it's strength, um, to strength supersets in my workouts to start and then like a 15 to 20 minute, minute Metcon. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I can talk to you all day. So, uh, <laughs> but I need to respect that we only have an hour. Um, so I just have one kind of final question and then we'll go into some lightning questions and then we're, we're done. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Lightning questions. So the eyes go big. Yeah. You're excited about it. <laughs> um, so when you first joined, I think we kind of know like the, the goal was, um, to kind of get that like pre baby body back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, was it more of a weight loss goal at first? Yes. It was more of a weight loss goal for sure. Um, just feeling like I had enough stamina in me to chase, like everyone says it, it's kind of cliche to chase after the kids. Yeah. Like, um, I always go for walks with them and, um, we're active outside a lot. Um, but it was, yeah, it was all weight driven. Now it has shifted completely. Like I want that I don't know. I want like the, the fit mom bod, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I, like I said at the beginning, like I want people to look at me and think, wow, she, she works hard. Um, and she, I don't know. I don't know. I want people to look at me and think she look she works hard. Yeah. And I think that's, that's really reflective in how your body looks. And it's not just being lean. It is, being muscular. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I always valued that too. When I was in university, I was really into working out and, um, I coached volleyball and I've always been really athletic. So in university, I wanted to be in, um, I don't know, what do they call them? Like the, comp the body. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like the bikini yeah. type competitions. Yeah. I wanted to do that. And so I was working out really hard, but I didn't have a good coach. Yeah. I didn't have a coach at all, really. I was just like <laughs> looking into my own sure. things and I didn't have someone to push me. So that never ended up happening. Yeah. But that was an idealistic view sure. of what I wanted. And um, I got the women's health magazines and shape and everything. And I've come away from that because I look at it a lot more um, with like a rounded perspective, yeah. um, like mind, body, soul, the all of that. Yeah. And I, I've said to a couple of the coaches in the gym, like one thing I'm working on is, um, my pull-ups. Yeah. I, I really hate pull-ups. <laughs> I hate hanging. Yeah. I, I don't like doing that. But when I see a woman do a pull-up, just one, I like, man, she's so fit. Like, yeah. I want to be like that. 
And it's such a, it's just this perception, right? And yeah. I'm sure when I get there and I do one, I, I'll be like, okay, bring on more. Like that was, that was fine. Because yeah. you forget about all the work that you put in prior to. And the same thing goes for the toes to rings. Like this week, I touched my toes to the rings. <laughs> and when I think about like, I've given birth to four children. Yeah. And how cool is it that like, the this massive belly that I had when I was pregnant with the twins is tight enough now that I can bring my toes to the rings. Yeah. Like I have to look at it like that. And um that's why I'm so focused on like the muscular strength too now. Um I don't the weight is a plus and I do focus on the weight. Like I, I step on the scale every day and I need to stop. Yeah, does Brooke tell you to do that? No. No, I was going to say, there is no way in hell Brooke would tell you to do no, that. No, she doesn't. She even says, like, maybe skip this week, yeah. the whole week. Sure. Um, but I need, I I like stepping on the, I don't know what the kind of scale is, the in-body scale. Yeah, yeah. I like stepping on that to see my complete body composition. You have one tomorrow, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I saw. Yeah, so... I need that because I need to put it into perspective to know that it's not just all about weight because I've been pushing hard in the gym and I've probably put on muscle weight and a hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. And my, my body fat percentage has come down huge. Like it, I've lost more than 10, um, 10% body weight. And I think I started at a 40. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be, I'm, I'm excited to see what your results are tomorrow. Thanks. It's going to be good. Thank you. And cause, cause you're, you're right, right? Like the, the weight will tell you one thing, but your weight can fluctuate with, you know, the muscle you're putting on and you know, mm -hmm. the cortisol levels in your body. And since you're a, a woman, like what's going on that time of month, hormonal, it's, it's exactly really, right. Yeah, really so, sensitive. um, yeah, what's nice about the in-body is, is at least you get to see like your skeletal muscle mass, your body fat percentage. Mm -hmm. Um, and I always, you know, especially now that like, you know, maybe you have this last 10 stubborn pounds that you want to get off. It's always nice to have more of a fitness type goal because that's, what's going to drive you towards that final 10 pounds. If right. you just focus on this, it's like waiting for the kettle to boil. It's never going to happen. Right. So, yeah. um, it's good that you, like you have the wherewithal to be like, all right, the goal is fitness. This will come eventually. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. It's mm -hmm. really good. And then what is your relationship like with your coach? Great. Yeah. <laughs> I love Brooke. Um, like besides the, the fact that she's just a great coach, we have a lot in common too. So like her love, she doesn't know this, but her love of Justin Bieber, like I saw that on her story yesterday. <laughs> I really like Bieber and, uh, I don't know. That's silly, but, um, <laughs> no, no, no. That's that pretty much explains things, it. Things like that are like what I love that she works out with her dad and calls him daddy-o and yeah. she probably thinks that I'm such a nerd because I I write her on Instagram I'm like I call my dad daddy-o <laughs> I call Chris daddy-o yeah and her sister she calls sissy I call my sister yeah. sissy so that makes it really easy to work with her yeah like just that alone but besides that I just uh, I really appreciate that she is able to see the mom side of things number one she can relate. Yeah. She works with a ton of other moms and she helps me with the shifting priorities because when I started, I didn't know that my goals would change. And she puts a lot of things into perspective for me and she helps me with my fear of failure. And 
saying that it's okay to like go like, I don't know, level off a little bit and readjust. And so all of those things have been really helpful and, um, yeah, it's great. It's funny. Like people think like, yes, your coach is there to, to give you fitness, to give you nutrition advice, but like their bigger job is to really like be your number one cheerleader. Mm-hmm. Like that's what, like making sure, cause you're, there are going to be days where Alex doesn't believe in herself, mm-hmm. but like your coach will never give up on you. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we're talking a lot about now, like with our shift in focus is like, you will succeed here. Even if you don't think that you will succeed, like as long as you just listen to what your coach is saying, mm-hmm. we've done it time and time again, where it's like, you just need to trust your coach and know yes. that they have your best interest in mind, which is easier said than done at times, but yeah. trust is so vital as well. Right. And she, uh, I appreciate, she says a lot of those kinds of things. She, she'll say like, even though you're wavering right now, it's okay. I'm not worried about you. And so when I even hear that she's not worried about me, I'm like, okay, I'm doing something right. Yeah. Like I... I've come this far and I've shown her enough that she, she must trust that I'm on the right path. And even if I don't think I'm on the right path, I need to know that I am because she thinks I am. Yeah. And it's really hard to, um, when you're hard on yourself, like I am, um, really critical of my development and how far I've come. Um, when somebody else outside who is in a position um, like an authoritative position. It's not just anybody off the street. That's like, Oh, you look great. Yeah. She's telling me and she knows my journey and that is really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I always bug Brooke because I feel like she should work for a bumper sticker company because she always has these like one liners that blow my mind. Who are you? (laughs) Great. Yeah. Um, cool. So before we go into our rapid fire questions, do you now have like a lot of people noticing your transformation and being yeah. like, Alex, you look great. Yeah. What did you do? Yeah. A few people uh, tr- have tried to, um, in a politically correct way, <laughs> um, comment on how much weight I've lost. <laughs> I really don't mind. Like it's a compliment either way. Like sure. I, I knew where I was at and I wasn't happy either. So telling me that I now look great and that I've lost a lot of weight is, um, I don't know. It backs up what I was feeling for sure. So yeah, a lot of people have said, I look, um, I look really good. And even again, going back to the muscular yesterday, I I used to play roller derby and I was a jammer and I, I was going to comment on your roller skates yesterday. I saw them like, cause those aren't like roller blades. (laughs) This is the next level. Okay. I've rollerbladed since I was a teenager. I, I would rollerblade to school and it would to high school, it would take me like 30 minutes, 40 minutes to get there. Um, but I loved it and it just feels free. And so then when, um, I started playing roller derby when I was like 20 and I only played for a couple of years, but it was, uh, it really shaped, it was the years that I was diagnosed with lupus and I was really focusing on nutrition. And, and so then again, that was another wave of fitness and nutrition. Um, but going, yeah, so I had my skates on for the first time yesterday in beautiful weather, uh, following the twins on their balance bikes. 
and I skated through my kid's school and the vice principal Perfect. was out there. I'm like, I don't want to get in trouble. Like I'm not, I'm not supposed to have wheels on school yeah. grounds, <laughs> number one. <laughs> number two, um, I shouldn't really be cutting through the school during school hours. Um, she knows me well because I'm on parent council, yeah. but um, she, she started talking to me and I was just waiting for the, like, you shouldn't be doing this. But she was like, look at your legs. <laughs> they look so muscular. It must be because you are skating all the time. And I'm like, uh, I've, yeah. I've just put these on for yeah. the first time in like four years. And I said, I have been working out a little bit. And she's like, oh, that, that's it then. They look so good. And yeah. I was like, thanks. Like that, I like that to yeah. hear about like how muscular I am. Or my cousin who's been doing so awesome too commenting on my shoulders how my shoulders look in a picture that yeah. I didn't mean to show off my shoulders yeah so yeah those things really help me and I those are drivers of like getting to my goal too yeah well that makes me happy makes yeah. me very happy you yeah. deserve you deserve all the credit that you're getting thanks um okay so rapid fire questions okay so if, if like you want to elaborate you can but like I want you to like First thing that comes to your mind. Okay. I'm nervous. <laughs> no, it's, it's okay. okay. It's okay. Um, so aerobic capacity or strength training? Strength training. Barbell or dumbbell? Barbell. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rower or assault bike? Rower. I used to row. Oh, really? Yes. I love rowing. Jeez, man. You've done it all. <laughs> uh, I hate the assault bike. And I made the mistake of telling Brooke that last week. And she said... Well, I should schedule, <laughs> I should program in more assault bike. And I was like, no, please, the rower. Have you done a 10 minute assault bike test yet? No. Okay. That'll come soon. Mm. Brooke, if you're listening to this, <laughs> um, Greek yogurt or cottage cheese? Greek yogurt. I hate cottage cheese. Have you always hated it? Yes. Do you ever, does Brooke ever talk to you about her crazy cottage cheese contraptions? No. Ask her. It, I don't like cottage cheese either. And when mm. I watch Brooke and eat cottage eat when I watch Brooke and Luke eat cottage cheese, I'm like, I don't understand how you guys are doing this. They put it on everything. Really? Yeah, I'm not about it. I tried um, when I started here. Yeah. Um, mm -mm, no. Uh, but Greek yogurt, almost every day. Do you do uh, plain? plain. Yeah. yeah. Did you always do plain? Yeah. Oh, okay, that's good. Always as in like two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Always is. That's, that's, but that's I similar. have it with cinnamon because oh. that sweetens it. And I have cinnamon in my coffee every morning. Interesting. Do you do, do you put any cream or anything in your coffee? Yes. I put, uh, well, I do frothed milk. I'm a little fancy. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> no, I was going to do cream. Yeah. Frothed milk. Frothed milk. And I've been adding on my workout days, um, those like pre-made premier protein caramel oh, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like a little bit of that. Nice. Um, because it sweetens it. So I don't, don't put sugar in, but have sure. that. Um, tofu or tempeh? Tempeh. I like the crunch. Yes, I agree. Carbs or fats? Fats. <laughs> Favorite healthy snack? Um, berries. Like I like frozen blueberries or bananas. Frozen bananas? Uh, no, sorry. Okay. Frozen blueberries or regular <laughs> <laughs> bananas or frozen blueberries. Okay. And like frozen blueberries, you'll just pop them in? Uh, or will you mix them? them? I mix them with the uh, plain Greek yogurt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, favorite unhealthy snack? Uh, ice cream or chips or popcorn. Nice. That's a lot. I know. No, it's okay. Uh, 
I'm a big ice cream fan. Mm-hmm. What's, do you have like a favorite type of ice cream? Uh, mint chocolate chip okay. or, um, and it doesn't have to be mint chocolate chip, but like mint with chocolate or um, peanut butter and chocolate. Do you have a favorite brand? Uh, Shaw's. Okay. Um, yeah, Shaw's. Nice. Um, what are you watching on Netflix right now? Uh, nothing. <laughs> no time. I, I, I did, I was watching a lot on Netflix. Um, I like the home shows, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I like, um. What's that one real estate show on Netflix? Something Sunrise or Sun? Oh, Selling Sunrise. I can't watch that. I was just going to say, as a real estate agent, I don't think you're, no, you can watch it. Can I can't you? watch that. Yeah. Any home show or, um, I'm watching The Voice right now. I like okay. singing shows. Yeah. Um, best purchase under a hundred dollars. Um, under a hundred. That's tough. Uh, can I say like on sale Lulu's? <laughs> yeah, sure. That's fine. There you go. Yeah. On they, sale Lulu's. They always feel good. Most impactful book you've read. Ooh. Um, you're a big reader. You said, right? Yes. Oh, there's a lot. Um, you can name a few if you'd like. Yep. There is, <laughs> um, I'll just say some authors, um, Gabrielle Bernstein, uh, super attractor that actually got me into like really looking at mindset and spiritual spirituality. Um, What's it called? sorry, super, super attractor, super attractor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I just have to open audible and like look through my, yeah. um, do you prefer to listen to books? Yes, because I fall asleep every time I read books. Yeah. But um, I re- I listen to books when I'm driving to showings or when I'm walking the dog. So I find that helpful. Do you, have you uh, have you listened to Atomic Habits? Yes, it's that's that's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, so I listened to it and then I read the book, mm-hmm. and I I don't know why, but when I listened to it, I didn't love it. But when I read it, I, like it's my favorite book. Really? Time. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. Yeah, um, Atomic Habits, it was great. I'm listening to Becoming Supernatural right now. Yeah. Um, and Untamed, I really liked too. Yeah. Um, I don't know, there's too, there's <laughs> too many. I, I also really liked um, You Are a Badass at Making Money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or any of the You Are a Badass books. Yeah, yeah. She's funny. Okay, cool, love it. Um, your favorite app? Instagram. Sure. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Audible. Yeah, that's a close second. <laughs> and Amazon. Then, Amazon, there you go. Yeah. Last question is your favorite health and fitness tip. So, you know, I'm sure you now have people that will come up to you being like, oh my God, Alex, it looks like you've lost all this weight. You look absolutely amazing. Like, what did you do? Or like, what is the main tip that you tell people? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can't like give a short answer to that. Um, it just like makes me go down a rabbit hole of like, uh, nutrition. Um, my, it's not for everybody, but keto, um, or low carb, I, I know I'm a huge proponent of it and I really believe in it. And I know that's what I really appreciate about this gym too. I have to just like side note, um, because I was nervous when I started that, I would have to prescribe to this nutrition plan that mm. I didn't 
um, not that I don't agree with, like everyone has their thing. It just has like in the past hasn't worked for me. And I feel super restricted on, um, like a traditional, uh, low fat diet, let's say. Um, so I really appreciated that Brooke worked with me, has worked with me this whole time to, um, help me find success in losing weight on a keto plan. And I've really been the driver of that. She hasn't told me what to eat. She just supports me in what I've already like learned a ton about over the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anyone were to ask me like one of the main things that I changed, it was changing my diet to keto Yeah, and not always sticking with keto. Um, like, I don't know, phasing it in and out here and there. Yeah. Oh, and the one thing I haven't mentioned is um, intermittent fasting. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've talked about that. We have. On. Okay, yeah. So I do that. Um, I've done different variations of it, and I usually every day, like, I stick to, like, a 16-hour uh, fast, so an eight-hour eating window yep. or less, like six to eight hours, and I don't eat after six o'clock. Maybe that's my main one, actually, because it doesn't really matter what you does. It does matter, but it doesn't matter as much what you eat if you're letting your your body um, just settle and fast, do what it needs yeah. to do. Um, so I don't eat after like six six thirty, and then I don't eat usually. I don't eat before ten o'clock. Yeah, and I mean, you know, one thing that we tell everybody is it's like you kind of hit it where it's like there's not one prescribed Mm-mm. you know quote-unquote diet I don't like that word for every person yeah. like in this rapid-fire question one of them is carbs or fats yeah it's like a 50 50 split yeah. if someone said oh I love carbs then a keto diet probably isn't <laughs> going to be the best thing for you right no. so it's like you really have to work with people where they are and what they enjoy and you know like the idea of intermittent fasting works really well for some people because mm-hmm that restriction some people like rules like yeah. okay i need a rule right and that's if me that works for you that's perfect mm-hmm. if you are like a rule breaker and don't love that then you don't need to do it right so yeah. it's it's finding that thing that like you can do consistently not for a week not for two weeks but for long periods of time right so that's a great right. share yeah love it love it um and then I, I meant to ask this at the very beginning how many weeks how many times a week do you work out uh consistently four times a week okay um, at the gym, four at the times? gym. Okay. Yeah. I take the weekend completely off and I usually do Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. So I have Wednesday off in the middle and I still get up early on Wednesdays to have coffee and that quiet time yeah. that I crave. And we do on the weekends as well. We have like one sleep in day till like seven o'clock. Love it. Um, but yeah, four, four days a week and during the challenges that we do sometimes yeah. here, uh, it's been five days a week. <laughs> Those damn stickers. <laughs> I know. Um, five days a week. And then I added a fifth day this week because I was anticipating the shutdown. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Yeah. So yeah. I added that. But um, I I want to try, since the weather's getting nicer, doing like some playground workouts. Yeah. I always see people at the playground Yeah. using the bars and everything. And yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. So if I can get... I don't want to get to the playground five days a week, but yeah, it's better than working out with bands every day yeah. or cause I don't have a lot of equipment at home. Yeah. So just mixing it up. Yeah. It's good. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's it. 
Awesome. That's it. That's all. Do you, uh, is there anything that I didn't ask that you want to touch on? No, I don't think so. Thanks for having me. No, thank you very much for taking time. Like you are obviously an extremely busy person. So I do really (laughs) appreciate you carving some time for me this week. Yeah, my pleasure. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, So for everybody listening, if you guys got value from this podcast, please go ahead and share it with any friends, family that would get some value from it as well. With all that being said, I hope you guys have the best day ever. Bye for now.